Welcome to the podcast of Rogue Valley Christian Church. We hope to be a place that connects you to Jesus, encourages you to grow in your faith, and challenges you to serve the world. Hey, RVCC. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, We are loving these Wednesday night uh, YouTube devotional Bible studies and for the month of January we're taking a look at uh, what we're calling a season of newness considering uh, the different ways in scripture that we're encouraged to embrace uh, the new life that God has given us through Christ and so today we're in Colossians chapter 3 you can find verse 1 as we get there uh, remember this Paul was writing to the Colossians at a time when they were, the Colossian church uh, was struggling with mysticism and all kinds of different ideas. And so Paul writes to ground them in the reality of who they are in Christ. In one sense, uh, the arguments and the challenges, whether it was Gnosticism, mysticism, asceticism, any of those things you know, secret knowledge, uh, spirituality, uh, a vain spirituality. That's how we could view uh, mysticism or even asceticism, the, the uh, doing without uh, of certain things for a show of religiosity. Paul is saying, look, um, all of those things are, uh, have to do with the old way of living. And in Jesus and through Jesus, uh, we, you, have been called to a new life, he encourages the Christians at Colossae. So, Colossians chapter 3, again, if you look at the book of Colossians, you would recognize that the first couple of chapters are theological, if you will, in their focus. And then uh, chapters 3 and 4, Paul focuses on kind of the practical applications of the theology that he had gone through. And so we transition in chapter three of the book of Colossians into a practical exhortation, encouragement, challenge to put off the old way of living, forget about those old arguments, no need to deal with them in one sense because you have been given a new life in Christ. So Colossians chapter three, verse one, Paul says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Paul is saying, look, rhetorically, you have, by your faith in Jesus, been raised to a new life. And in that new life, you no longer get sidetracked and overwhelmed by all of these earthly arguments. Instead, you recognize that just as Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, interceding for his people, Paul says, set your mind on that, set your mind above. Focus on Jesus who is above all of the fray, above all of the arguments. He goes on and he says, set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are of earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You belong to Jesus and so you don't belong to these ways of living that are pressuring you. He goes on, verse 4, when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. 
that's a great thing that Paul reminds those Colossian believers of is that this world, the world that they were living in, the world that we're living in is not all that there is, that there is going to be a day when Jesus comes back in this new life that we're living is fulfilled in completion and totality. He goes on in verse five and he says, put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Paul says, hey, deal with these things harshly. Consider yourself dead to them. Have nothing to do with the ways of the world. He goes on in verse six and he says, it's important to do that because on account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. And if you go throughout history, even biblical history, you'll recognize that when God's judgment came on people, in a lot of ways, it was because of these very things. We should be motivated by the reality of God's justice and what he has done in Christ for us. We should be motivated to stay away from the things that God is angry about, that God wants us to have nothing to do with. He says in verse 7, remember in these things you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. He says you, this used to be your life. You see, now he's drawing this idea. This is the old way of living and you've been given a new life, he says. You used to walk in them, so have nothing to do with them. They're a thing of the past. So put, all, put away all of those things in anger and wrath and malice and slander and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave-free, but Christ is all and in all. Paul is saying, look, ladies and gentlemen, Christians, believers, have nothing to do with the old way of living that brings about the wrath of God, that angers God, that God wants you to have nothing to do with. He says, put it all away and instead live this new life that you've been given in Jesus. This new life is one in which uh, everyone is actually brought together. Remember, many of the arguments all throughout the New Testament scriptures have to do with divisions, have to do with people that you're not supposed to hang out with, people that are different and people that are to be uh, avoided. And yet in Jesus, Paul is saying, there's a new way of living that elevates any and every believer above and beyond those divisions, whether they're ethnic, national, racial, uh, you know, mental, philosophical, all of those things, the reality of new life in Christ uh, elevates people above those petty divisions and then begins to unite people. So that's one of the first things we need to see. If we're going to celebrate a season of newness during this month of January, we've got to recognize that in Jesus, many people who are, were, and can be different have unity because of their faith in Jesus. doesn't matter what people look like, dress like, how they wear their hair, how they don't wear their hair. If they are believers in Jesus, uh, they are brothers and sisters. We are together as one body and we're supposed to be unified. Now remember, unity is not uniformity. 
unity is a commitment to Jesus and what he is doing in each and every person's life. No matter how different that might look, we're still unified. We are still committed to one another. And that's one of the great things that this new life brings is a new, uh, it's a new commitment to unity, to the unity of the believer in the body of Christ. Thanks to the love of Jesus. Well, Paul goes on in verse 12 and he says this, put on then as God's chosen ones. You see, even though he's practical in his exhortation, he's still theological. He says, put on as God's chosen ones, as those that God has chosen, adopted, those that God wants and loves, he says, put on those that are holy and beloved, those that he has made righteous because of his great love. He says, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, even as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. You see, he gives this list, put on compassion, kindness, patience, forgiveness. It's interesting. If you look at those words, each one of those has been perfectly personified through Jesus and in Jesus. And so for us as New Testament believers who are seeking to celebrate a season of newness by embracing new life, we recognize that the key is to keep our eyes on Jesus. Because as we keep our eyes on Jesus, as we embrace him, study him, love him, uh, then what happens is his life, his spirit produces these things out of us and we become more like him even as we embrace him. And when we are more like him, we have more compassion. We have a newfound well of kindness, a newfound ability to be patient, a new commitment to all of the things that Jesus wants us to be. In one sense, when Paul says, put off these old things and put on these new things, what he's saying is this, have nothing to do with the wardrobe of the world and instead daily, regularly clothe yourself with Christ. And then he goes on and he says in verse 14 of Colossians 3, he says, and above all these things, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Above all these things put on Jesus, the personification, the epitome, the very real manifestation of God's love. Because in Jesus, all of these things find uh, togetherness. They find their uh, perfect harmony. See, that's another thing, right? Not only do we have new unity, a new, uh, a new clothing, really, a new commitment, right? Uh, new clothes to wear, a new wardrobe, uh, which is to say all of the characteristics of Jesus. But we also have a newfound harmony because of the love of Jesus. Everything begins to work together when we embrace this new life, when we embrace the reality of love, when we find a newfound commitment to love. There's this new harmony that works out in our lives. Everything begins to sound more beautiful. Everything begins to work more better. Everything makes more sense. He goes on in verse 15 and he says, and let the peace 
of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. You see, even as we embrace this new life, we'll found a new, we will find new peace. Those things that used to cause anxiety uh, begin to melt away because we have uh, a huge commitment to the reality of Jesus and where Jesus is, uh, he brings his peace. He is the uh, living ability. He has that ability to calm the storm, to settle the mind. He has the ability to heal the broken heart. And when he does that, there's a new peace and that peace brings about a, uh, a gratefulness on our part. And we find ourselves with a, a newfound uh, desire to thank him day in and day out. Verse 16, he continues, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and uh, spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. This new life comes with, you know, a new commitment to not only God's word, but to the worship of God. And that's an amazing thing. And, and, and it's not that the way we did this last year or even last month or last week was old. What, what Paul seems to be indicating is there is a daily newness to it. There's a daily excitement about it. There is a daily commitment through it that brings about uh, a blessing not only in us, but also through us. We should find ourselves as we commit to Jesus in a new and fresh way each and every day. We should find a new, uh, a new desire, a fresh desire for God's word, not just to read and study, but to also share. We should find within us a new, a fresh desire uh, to worship, not just in the organized moments, but even in the uh, spontaneous moments where we find ourselves with a with a good healthy case of that I can't help but to sing a song uh, reality and uh, when we do that there's a gratefulness that floods our hearts because the things that we read and study about the things that we sing about are a reminder of God's great love finally in verse 17 he says this and whatever you do in word or deed do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him you know, to wrap it all up in one sense, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, a reminder of new life. Uh, we ultimately do all of that because we have a newfound motivation. No longer is the point of our lives ourselves. No longer is the main objective of our lives to make ourselves comfortable or get something for ourselves or accomplish something in and of ourselves. Our relationship with Jesus, because of the grace of God, because of the gospel, because of his life, his death, and his resurrection, brings about a newfound motivation for living. That we no longer live for ourselves. We no longer live selfishly. We instead live for Jesus. We recognize that he is the motivation for everything. You know, I, with this thought in mind, I was watching... Uh, a movie yesterday. I was watching a movie called Miracle, and it's about the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. A bunch of young college kids who miraculously went to the Olympics and knocked off uh, the unbeaten Soviet Union uh, hockey team. And it was, by all estimations, a miracle. And what was interesting is 
in the movie, there's a scene in which the coach, uh, Herb Brooks, is bringing the team together and trying to get them to recognize that they no longer play for themselves individually. They are no longer playing for the university that they came from, but they've come together in unity for a cause that's greater than themselves. In the movie sense, uh, they were playing for the U.S. And there's a moment where he reminds them that the name on the front of their jersey is way more important than the one on the back. You see their jersey said the U-S-A on the front and on the back in smaller letters was their last name. I think this reminder is great for you and I. Because in Jesus, we don't lose the reality of who we are. We still have our name, so to speak. But we have something bigger to live for. And that's the reality of Jesus. And it's not as if we have a t-shirt to wear that describes it or displays it. Instead, we have a life to live. And our life should be lived, most importantly, in the name of and for the glory of God in Christ. But we get to do so with the reality of who he has made us. You see, this is the new life. It is who we were always meant to be. And when we live that way, God gets glorified and people around us get blessed. So may this week be filled with moment after moment where we choose to put off the old way of living. We embrace the new way of living filled with all kinds of things harmonized by the reality of God's love. And we do so in the name of our Lord Jesus. We give thanks to him for the privilege it is to live this new life for his glory. And we celebrate it moment by moment by moment. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Rogue Valley Christian Church, please visit our website at www.rvchristian.com.